Hello all, my name is Brittany and this is the Exposing Grief Podcast where I continue to remove that stigma of grief and expose it for what it truly is, which is that natural and healthy way of living and loving. I'll also be adding a little bit of a twist. So this podcast will expose the work behind honoring your grief journey, showing you the real hardships and the unbelievable beauty that grief can bring. I'm thrilled to have you here. So let's get to ending the grief stigma and beginning to build hope. Welcome back and hello to episode number two. Uh, I promise I will turn this podcast over to our guests very soon. But like I mentioned in the first episode, today I want to take some time to share my story with you all so you can get to know me a little bit um, and, and understand why I'm in the line of work that I am and why I do what I do. So one of the most common questions I get asked is, how did you get in this line of work? Or probably even more commonly, why grief? Which it makes complete sense why they're asking this because typically those who have a passion, not always, but typically those who have a passion for guiding others through grief had their own experience with loss that then required them to walk through their own grief journey and eventually sending them into this line of work to help people discover and heal and grow like they did. However, my story is a little different So I started out my undergraduate career pursuing my very first passion and love, which was the theater. Uh, I didn't know what else I wanted to do. This was was all I had kind of done, and I wasn't ready to give it up yet. So I went to UMD, University of Minnesota Duluth, for theater. Despite this being my first passion, I've always been fascinated by people and curious about why they do what they do. So after my first year of undergrad, I quickly learned theater was not going to be the career for me, Um, but I loved it too much to quit. So I kept that major. I double majored and added my psych degree the fall of my sophomore year. The summer after my sophomore year of undergrad was my first encounter with the death of a close family member. My paternal grandparents passed away probably about within a month of each other back in 2012. I, of course, had my own experience with grief, but I particularly remember really struggling watching my dad grieve and navigate his journey. And I didn't struggle because I was uncomfortable, which, side note, is actually a very common and natural response for those who are supporting a loved one who is grieving. So if you are in a space where you're supporting someone who's grieving and kind of having an, uh, some discomfort or an uncomfortable response, that is okay. That happens. Um, my experience, however, was actually quite the opposite. I felt compelled to stay with him, to, to sit with him, to be present with him. I didn't know what to say or do, and I wasn't really sure if there was anything I could say or do. So I just made myself present for him and whatever he needed. And being in the line of work I am today, I know now that's probably one of the best things you can do when supporting someone who is grieving is just to be present and sit with them. Little did I know in that moment how much of a role this experience was going to play in my career path. So I completed my two bachelor's degrees and went to get my master's in marriage and family therapy at St. Mary's in Minneapolis. And as you, you know, going into this program, I was set on working with couples. That's what I wanted to do. I believe that that was my passion. And I'm sure at the time it probably was. I really love relationships and want everyone to experience healthy and effective relationships, which is still true. Um, I'll touch on this a little bit later. But 
As you go throughout the program, professors really highlight the importance of you finding your niche, right? What's your specialty going to be? So when I got into my practicum, I felt like I was kind of aimlessly wandering because I had no idea what I wanted my niche to be, let alone how the heck I was going to figure it out. Sure, I wanted to work with couples, but so do all marriage and family therapists, or (laughs) at least that's what I thought. Um, So I needed to find something that was going to set me apart, right? I wanted something that was going to make me unique. And as I worked through and completed my practicum and started working at my first group practice, I saw all different types of clients seeking guidance around all sorts of issues. And it was in this time that I was able to start recognizing the work that energized me, that left me saying, wow, that was an amazing session, or they did such great work today. Oh my gosh, this work that left me wanting more, this work that had me feeling energized and full and like I was just feeling my purpose. Anytime I had this experience, I was working with clients who were grieving. So I continued to work with a wide range of specialties, including grief, within my group practice until 2020. March 19th of 2020, my whole world changed, as I'm sure it did for many around this time. The group practice I was with at the time partially shut down. So that meant it sent the clinicians home or the clinicians were sent home to do their work from home and the admin staff stayed in the office to answer phone calls and make sure the business would still run and all that fun stuff. I was still only partially licensed at this time, which meant I was still getting supervision and telehealth was not reimbursed by insurance yet. So naturally, maybe naturally, I don't know. This sent me into a panic. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? How am I going to make money? How am I going to live? Am I, is this going to be okay? My career's over, right? Anything you can think of, my thoughts were spiraling. I had my moment, de-escalated, came down. Then I started to brainstorm. So private practice was something I always wanted to do. It was just a matter of when, where, how, and let me tell you, nothing like a worldwide pandemic to hit to light a fire under someone's ass to go after what you want. (laughs) So at this point, I was really drawn to focus on grief work. Now, let's go back to earlier, just a couple minutes ago, when I said I mentioned I didn't realize how much supporting my father through his grieving process would play a role in my career path. From that experience... And the opportunities I had to guide others through their grief journeys while in my group practice, I like to think I didn't choose grief work. Grief work chose me. I was meant to do this work. Looking back, watching my father walk through his own grief showed me just how important it is to not only have a healthy and safe support system, but to also have a space to grieve in a way that's needed. So this built a desire and a passion in me to create that space for others, to create a space for those who are grieving to feel safe and welcome, to show up as they are and allow their grief and their story to be heard, to also create a space for those who are supporting a loved one who is grieving to learn how to encourage them to honor their grief journey, not to shut it out or to mute it, to make other people comfortable. And don't get me wrong, I, of course, I've had my own losses, such as my parents divorcing when I was a kid, and this left me grieving the loss of what I expected my family to be, what I'd hoped for my family to be. 
And I won't lie, to this day, I still run into things that I have that have me grieving what my family could have looked like, what I wanted it to look like. My childhood dog died, which took a toll on our family, and I've also lost a very important friendship to me that I spent a lot of time grieving. And so with that, I mentioned earlier, I really love relationships, right? I put a lot of time and energy into my relationships. I like to say I love really hard. So when I hear people say the relationship with their loved one is over because they've died, my heart just breaks for them. I just, ah, no, it doesn't have to be that way, right? Death ends a life, not a relationship. So with all the losses I've mentioned above, though different types, which we will be addressing as I mentioned my first episode, which by the way, if you haven't listened to it yet, be sure to check it out because it runs you down, runs down kind of what you can expect from this podcast. Um, But with all the losses above that I mentioned and my love for relationships, I truly believe grief chose me, which I think sets me apart a little bit from the handful or the majority of clinicians who find themselves in this grief work um, because they've walked through their own grief journey. Great. That's just as power, powerful. Absolutely. You do you. For me, I truly believe grief chose me. And I absolutely adore this work and I'm honored to be able to guide individuals through their journeys. So with all of this, I began to research In my research, I found the number of mental health professionals who actually specialize in grief was very minimal. I knew now was the time. So I got all the legal things I needed in place in June of 2020, and I opened my private practice, Best Self Therapy, in August of 2020, and I have never, ever looked back. And now here I am today. I'm creating all sorts of platforms for healthy grieving to happen in hopes of it reaching all of those who need it. And I love it. I love it. So that's me in a business nutshell outside of my work. I'm married to my incredible husband, Guy, of four years. We've been together for probably about 11 and a half now. We have two mini golden retrievers, Vega and Lyra. We refer to them as our furry children. They are the cutest things. Um, if you follow my Instagram at Best Self Therapy, I've been known to post a few pictures on them of them on there from time to time. So check it out. Uh, but they're our pride and joy. We absolutely love them. Um, As I mentioned, I do have a theater degree, so I still do dabble a little bit in community theater every now and then. Um, And during my college career, I developed a love for fitness, which grew into another passion. And (laughs) as you can tell, I'm a very passionate individual. Um, So now I do personal training as a little side gig. I'm a strong believer in the mind and body connection. When one is struggling, the other is going to follow. So I hold a very high value in making sure that both our bodies and minds are healthy and being attended to. So being a personal trainer allows me to tap into both areas. Um, I'm also a big outdoors person. So lake days and cabin weekends are a big deal for our summers. Um, And then, of course, we like to travel. We absolutely love, love, love travel. So 2020 was pretty hard, um, as I'm sure it was for a lot of people for many different reasons. But one of our biggest thing was being on lockdown, right? Couldn't travel, all that. So these are all the different parts of me that make me whole and help me to become and stay my best self. I'm always working on being a better version of me um, so I can show up as my best self for those who, who need it and not only for myself, but for other people and the people I care about. So thank you for listening to my story. And I I love sharing a little bit about 
what got me here? And I hope you feel a little bit more connected to me and like you know me. And now we're going to get into the good stuff, you guys. I'm so excited. Uh, We're going to start talking to some other people who have walked through their own grief journeys and they're going to highlight different things that really worked for them that didn't, um, how they've grown, how they've become stronger. Maybe they're even still in the midst of it, right? We know that grief never ends. Um, So regardless of where you are in your grief journey, we're always grieving. Uh, So I'm excited to bring different guests for you to listen to them all and hopefully take something away to either apply to your own grief journey or to be inspired and feel comforted and safe and not alone to start jumping into your own grief work. Um, As I've mentioned, my contact information is down in the show notes below. Please reach out if you have any questions, um, comments, anything, or if you want to share your own grief journey, you are welcome to reach out to me and I would love to connect with you. But here we go. It's time to start honoring our grief journeys and creating a world where grief is fully accepted and welcomed one episode at a time. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Exposing Grief. I want you to know that you are playing an important part in removing that stigma of grief and in turn creating a world where expression of love for our living and deceased loved ones is acceptable and welcomed. For that, I am forever grateful to you. If you resonated with this episode today, please share it with someone you believe would benefit or I welcome any and all reviews so it's easier for others who need this hope in their life to find me. Here's to honoring your grief journey and empowering others to do the same. Until next time.